This is Jerry Mason, the Kicking Lawyer, and I'm inviting everyone to join us every Tuesday at 5 p.m. on the Kicking Lawyer fan page on Facebook for Law Talk Live, where we discuss business, politics, current events, and the law. If you miss the live version, you can watch the playback on YouTube or listen on your favorite podcast platform. I guess we're live. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, you give me my notice. I got distracted. This is Jerry Mace, the Kicking Lawyer, and we're live for another Law Talk. I appreciate you guys taking uh, the time to join us. I'm just getting it shared over to my regular feed so I can see you lovely people comment. Um, today we're going to be joined by, um, uh, he's, he's basically working to be a politician is what it is, so we'll talk to him in a second. But I do want to remind you to like, follow, subscribe our content. We're on all social media platforms as well as podcast platforms. You can also follow us on TikTok. Uh, you can watch Josh dance and stuff there. The Covington Comic Con is coming back August 20th and 21st. Um, and that's going to be here in Covington at the Covington Civic Center this time. If you're interested in being a vendor or sponsor for that event, well, reach out to us. We're, we're seeking sponsors and vendors as we speak. Miss um, Michelle Allen is our longtime sponsor now. She's your go-to cry-like realtor if you're looking to buy, sell. And in this market, um, you know, you could sell and definitely make some money. But then you'd have to turn around and buy an inflated property too so i, I think it kind of equals itself out and mason's high team martial arts i have owned and run that place since 2000 it's been open since 93 we'd be glad to turn you into a black belt if you're interested in that holler at us masonsmartialarts.com and the cellar restaurant prohibition bar nick and i have seen each other there it's got some uh, good food good drinks uh, good um friends and people can come and interact a good social interaction be glad to have you Stop by, check us out. Opens at 4 p.m. every day. It's open now. And Masonite Digital Marketing, if you need help with your branding, online presence, Josh would be glad to help you. So, now we got all that out of the way. So, Mr. Nick Sawall, got, hey, got it right. Good to see you. You nailed it. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, obviously, I tell folks you're running for state representative, correct? Yes, sir. Yeah, and it's the current, the sitting state rep is Deborah Moody. Is that right? That's correct. What, what district is that? It's, it's uh, 81. 81. So, with the redistricting, it's Tipton County and Northern Haywood County. Yeah, when is that? Is that effective now? The redistricting districting already? It's complicated, so it kind of takes effect with the election, uh -huh. but like right now, it's up in the air. Yeah, because it was part of North Shelby County, right? I think it was part of North Shelby County and Tipton, and then the redistricting does shift it considerably. For this office, it's just Tipton County who was before, but now well, that we've added. And Haywood, I but. and I think even with Haywood with the population, because Haywood's growing now, some with yeah. Blue Oval City, but. I know uh, I ran the demographics a few years ago on looking at an office there, and Haywood was one of the only counties that had lost population in yeah. the last few years. But that was prior to Blue Oval City. I think so. it's about six or 7,000 people in Haywood County. So yeah. it's, it's not significant. It's uh, not saying that Haywood County isn't significant, but mm -hmm. outside of Brownsville and north. Yeah, I think the city of Brownsville may be six or 7,000. I think the, the whole county is sixteen or 17,000. Yeah. But in comparison to Tipton, that's 65-plus, I think. Uh, I mean, obviously, if you carry that area, that's a big deal. So, so some tell folks that don't know you a little background on you, where you're from, yeah. how you led to do this, all that stuff. So, I grew up in North Florida. Um, lived there from 1993 until pretty much college in 2006. Uh, went to college for a year and a half in Orlando. It was an accelerated program. Got my first degree in show production and touring. So that was sound and lights, doing kind of stuff like this, but live aspect. 
Um, from there, uh, opened my own business doing home theater installations. Did that for about a year and a half. Um, 2008, we had the stock market housing crash, that whole fiasco. Um, shortly after that, I joined the military. Uh, did four years in the Army. Was assigned to 3rd Brigade 1st Infantry Division at Fort Knox, Kentucky. Um, from there, we deployed to Afghanistan in 2011, so that was a, a fun year. It was the big push. Yeah. Um, they actually got Osama bin Laden while I was in Afghanistan. So oh, that's, really? That's my fun story with that. Hmm. Um, got out the Army in 2012, um, moved to the Mid-South area from there, and been here ever since. And what have you been doing in the meantime? 12 to now so i did industrial maintenance for a while i worked mm -hmm. down at mitsubishi electric in south memphis and then they turned into hyosung heiko hyosung doing transformer manufacturing so i was a, a maintenance technician essentially we, we maintained all the equipment that we built the power transformers with yeah um once covid kicked off i needed something a little bit more schedule flexible so i looked around for a job and got picked up with the ymca of memphis so I'm currently a district property director. I'm overseeing maintenance of five of our facilities throughout the Memphis area. Cool. My, our dad was an industrial maintenance guy. Yeah. That's what he did for 20 plus years was industrial maintenance. Um, and I think you met Dave, but my law partner Dave was infantry. He was a uh, yeah. You hear that static too, Josh? Yeah, I'm I'm adjusting. It's on his mic. I need to keep talking for a minute. I'm gonna fix it real quick. Check you, one, two. Jer three, Jerry, Jerry, keep talking. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I, I don't have a problem doing that. <laughs> yeah. Dave was uh, uh, infantry. Yeah. Now, he was way before you because I think you're a little younger than he is. So anyway, saying all that with all that background, now you've decided to run for political office. And I will say this for my own – oh, and I guess I should tell you this too. I don't know if I told you this when we talked before. So Deborah Moody, I know personally. Mm -hmm. Like I know her pretty well. Yeah. Uh, now I like her, you know. And so I'm curious to hear your take on it because one thing we're similar on, I think – I'm openly a libertarian, yep. and I think you're a libertarian. But I am. So, so what led you to want to run for this office? Oh, boy. Um, it's been something in the back of my mind for a while. Like, I've always been called to serve between the military and community service after the military. Um, then COVID came in, and we just had so much government overreach. It was absolutely ridiculous. The governor was saying who's essential, who's not essential. Mm -hmm. It's been executive overreach for my entire life. But it, it just compounded and exploded with COVID. Yeah. So you got to see who thought they could run your life better than you, who would tell you that you can't leave the house. Like we've seen what's happened in Australia and all across the world with this, where they're just locking down. Mm -hmm. And it almost got to that here, and I'm very glad it didn't. But nobody in the government can tell you how to run your family better than you can. Yeah. Oh, I agree with that. Yeah. So the COVID thing was kind of a catalyst, and you were like, man, something needs to be we, adjusted. we got to do better, right. So platform-wise, what is your focus? Um, so it, initially it started with COVID, just making sure that we don't do anything like that again mm -hmm. um, from the government side. Um, apart from that, I'd really like to see term limits put in. Um, I, I feel like that's a root cause of a lot of our issues that we have as a country. Mm -hmm. We have these politicians that have been in office longer than I've been alive. Yeah. So at the federal level, at least, I'm 34 years old. I know of at least 17 that have been in office longer than I've been alive in the, in these current office that they're in. Yeah. So well, was, what about state? Do you? I don't. I, I'm asking because I don't know. Yeah. Like state rep position is. Are there any term limits, or is it just? There's, there's not currently, and mm -hmm. that, that's where I'd like to start. So in Tennessee, we don't have it as bad. I think the longest serving person's from the mid '90s. Mm -hmm. um, I'd have to go back and look, but still, like 
the, the counter argument to term limits is we have term limits in every election. But that's not my plan on bringing up tonight is uh, campaign finance. Yeah. So in 2020, nationwide, the politicians spent $14.4 billion on the campaigns. So it is a huge industry. Like I've, I've got these mailers. This is just from what was in my mailbox today. Mm-hmm. So I got two different companies reaching out, sending me stuff. I get this stuff almost every day. I get emails all the time. This is a for-profit industry that's making tons of money off our campaigns and elections. Yeah, you're not wrong. So I, I can't remember if you and I discussed this, Nick, but I ran for alderman a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And I funded it myself because I was big on – I didn't want – and it wasn't so much that I was inferring that there was corruption uh, from people that accept campaign contributions. Yeah. My point in not doing that myself is I just wanted to make sure everyone knew that I didn't have any hands in my pockets at all. Right. So I did uh, – now, one other thing that people, I guess, should know, and I'm sure you know this now from running, is it's highly regulated. Uh, at least statewide, there's an auditor. Yeah. Uh, I think the comptroller even has some oversight over it. So it's not like you can just take people's money for elections and use it willy-nilly. It's right. it's regulated. You have to have somebody that accounts for it and reports it. But anyway, what I was going to say is, uh, and that was a small election. Uh, the alderman is very small. It's much smaller than this uh, the, you know, full county plus mm-hmm. election that you're doing. So I know what I spent on that to try to be competitive, right? Mm-hmm. So I guess the question that I ask, and I ask because I don't know the answer, mm-hmm. I do agree that campaign finance is an issue. And I do agree that especially you have huge corporations, especially at the federal level, that are putting hands in pockets, um, you, know, you know, to help them get elected. They're, you know, the best people may feel motivated to maybe vote this way or that way because right. of the people reaching in their pocket. So the question I have is uh, I just don't know how to get around it. Yeah. You know, at that high level, unless you're independently wealthy, you know, and can fund it I'm yourself. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying in general, whoever it is, you know, Trump or any of right. them, unless they're independently wealthy, you're going to have to to be competitive. You've got to accept. you got to get money somewhere, you know. In today's age with social media and everything like it is, you run independent um, or kind of like you may find out, libertarian. You know, the Republican Party is going to support, mm-hmm. you know, Miss Moody. Um, and I don't even know who's running in the Democratic ticket. It's not. It's me against her. Oh, it's it? So yeah. so you're basically, and so realistically you're running as an independent. Yes. Are you getting any money from the Libertarian Party? Yeah. So that's my question. So what do you do in a world like that where without the money, how do you get out there? How do you, I mean, how does it work? So it's going to be very difficult. So I, I am taking campaign donations. You can donate on nicksawall.com. <laughs> Just plugging right there. I, I, I like it. <laughs> um, I... I the matter of fact, like you mentioned, I do need money. I'm, I'm trying to do this on a shoestring budget. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm very resourceful. I know a lot of people. I'm, I got a ton of people willing to volunteer and help me. Mm-hmm. So we're doing phone banking. We're doing door knocking. We're just getting out. I've been at every pretty much convention and festival mm-hmm. that we've had the past couple months. And I'm just getting out and talking to people. Yeah. So. Well, so, and just so everybody knows, too, because I, I try to not be uh, – I'm actually interested as we enter this political field. I'll let, I'll throw this out to anyone. I'm very open to moderating some online debate here yeah. amongst anyone interested in uh, running for office. So uh, you know, I I actually tried to call Miss Deborah a couple of days ago because I didn't realize uh, until a couple of days ago actually that you were running directly against her, and I just wanted to let her know she's welcome to come on too, mm-hmm. and whether it be separately or together, I'm very open to hear both sides because. Um, I mean, you know, clearly you're an opponent, 
And so uh, as an opponent, I guess that infers that you're not pleased with something that's occurred while there. And it sounds like the majority of that's COVID related. Um, it's, it's been COVID related. So Miss Moody has voted against term limits. Mm-hmm. So that's a big thing of mine. And then uh, legalizing marijuana is, is on the top of my list as well. And she's consistently voted against that as well. Mm-hmm. Well, I think especially the Southern uh, Republican Party yeah. is pretty much they're, they're, stood they're staunch against. That, against yeah. uh, so, so let's talk about that then. Um, I'll give you my let me give you my opinion on weed, yeah. and then you tell me what you think. Okay, I have personally never smoked marijuana. All right, I go on the record, handle the Bible. Mm-hmm. I never smoked marijuana. Right, never taken any supplements that associated with it. However, I am very pro marijuana. I think there are tons of studies that show that it has medicinal benefits. I think that it can offset uh, anxiety and other effects. And I think it also, instead of being a gateway drug, I think it can be a preventative drug to help people avoid other substances. Yeah, you know. Opiates. So uh, although I have never used it, and honestly just don't think I would, I, I, I think it would have an opposite effect on me than it does most people. I'm so tightly wound. But anyway, I'm pro-marijuana. Yeah. You know, I think that it should be legalized and regulated. So that's my stance. What do you think? Absolutely on board. So mm-hmm. I mentioned my military service. I, I got tons of buddies that have PTSD, anxiety, myself included, and they've been prescribed these concoctions from the VA. It's like 5, 10, 15 pills that they got to take every day just to function. Yeah. So I have so many friends of mine that I served with that have gotten off those 10, 15 pills just with using a plant. Mm-hmm. And I just want to emphasize that it's just a plant. Like yeah. it's it's not the gateway drug that it was harped at us in dare growing up. Yeah. I'm sure y'all went through the same. Yeah, no, I went through dare. I think I'm a little older than you, but I did go through dare. And I think you're right. Even before that, like if you look in the twenties and Mm thirties, it was, uh, marketed as this evil devil's lettuce and it's going to be this, it's going to cause the end of everything. You know, it was like hide your children, but you know, some of that's ignorance. They didn't know they didn't have the data. But my point is like, we have data. Yeah, we have, we have data now. We have the opioid epidemic that we're yeah. fighting, and that's killing people. Mm-hmm. Like, marijuana doesn't kill people. Well, what about, and I just ask you, Nick, because I don't know. I'm just going through devil's advocate here. Some of the counter arguments people have brought up to me is that it's not this, oh, hunky-dory, great experience for the state when you legalize it. Mm-hmm. And they use Cal- uh, Colorado. Because um, my understanding was, I thought, that Colorado was taxing it, making tons of money on it. But I want to say I heard pushback that that's not the case. I don't know if you know, but... You know, it would seem, I know Nevada also has, I can't remember if it's medicinal or uh, recreational or both. Nevada's, you know, legalized yeah. it. A lot of the states have. I so we're up to 34. What's that? 34 states. Yeah. It's legal. In well, I think that everybody, even the Republican Party, would probably admit that eventually it's going to be legalized mm-hmm. here. I just don't know why they're so staunch against it as a, as a holdout. They were still trying to push through a constitutional amendment to ban it in the Tennessee state constitution last mm-hmm. year. Well, I'd like to have, I know plenty of Republicans around here. And and again, for the record, I tend to vote Republican. Yeah. But I've explained this before, and I'm curious your take on this as a libertarian. My take on it is this. Most of the Republican opinion and views that I disagree with, they don't directly affect me. So for instance, a lot of their stances on trans and gay and all those kind of rights, uh, abortion, um, uh, a, lo- a lot of the different stuff, even marijuana, because mm-hmm. I don't smoke weed, it doesn't directly affect me. Right. However, the things I disagree with with the Democratic Party are things that directly affect me, specifically fiscal stuff. Right. Like, I don't like the way they do tax taxes. I don't like all that. So because of that, I typically, well, I've always voted uh, uh, 
Republican. I think the only Democrat I ever voted for uh, was running in your position one time. I, I want to say I voted. It's 2012. I voted for. Uh, was Jimmy Nafee? He was the state rep, right? Yeah, he, he was up till because yeah, he was the the House leader or something. Yeah. And, and I, I voted. Never took over after he. Yeah, I voted for him retired. once. Uh, once I think I think that he may be the only Democrat, open Democrat that uh, that I ever voted for. Yeah. So, but, but anyway, my point is uh, that's kind of how I analyze. You know who I'm going to vote for. Uh, I have voted for libertarian candidates before, but I, I mentioned this to you at the restaurant that day. Often I feel like it, I hate to feel that way because you got to vote more because in federal elections it dictates what money they may mm-hmm. they may get right. But that's typically how I, I decide who I'm voting. So what's your analysis on that, like voting record wise? Do you vote Republican, Democrat? Does it matter? So I've, I've voted Republican most of my life. Being military, they support the military yeah. typically better than Democrats do. Um, I voted in the last two Democratic primaries, I will say that. So I don't remember who exactly I voted for, Mm -hmm. but in 2016 I voted for not Hillary Clinton, and then in 2020 (laughs) I voted for not Joe Biden. So couldn't tell you which box I checked, Mm -hmm. but it was very apparent in both of those that Trump was going to take Tennessee, so I just wanted to do my part to make it a little, keep somebody else off the ballot. So it was a very strategic vote. I understand. Well, and I think that's a good point, though, that people need, you know, a lot of people will use the excuse, ah, well, it's a waste for me to vote at all. And I always use that argument that, well, you can't fuss if you don't vote, you know. But you're right. Sometimes you can use your vote as a strategy. Mm -hmm. It can send a message. And if everybody would do that, I think we would have, probably not have as close elections as we have a lot of times, too. I, I think the majority of people really are libertarian views. They just don't know they are. Uh, I don't know if you've experienced this. You tell me as you've been on the campaign trail, but when I ran for alderman, it was not a partisan election, Mm -hmm. right? So uh, people would, they didn't know what, I think it was one of those things they didn't know what else to ask. So they're like, are you a Republican or a Democrat? That's all I need to know, you know? And I'm like, and that frustrated me because to me that was the wrong question, you know? And so, I mean, I guess you'd say I'm a Republican, but I'm a a libertarian, right? I get asked that question every time I'm out, and they're like, are you a Democrat or a Republican? And I say neither, and they're like, all right. Yeah, well, no, what I was going to say is I'll say libertarian, and they hear liberal. That's what they hear. And so you got to be careful around here because, you know, there's a lot of folks that don't like liberals around here, you know? And, uh, again, I'm the same way. I'm neither. So, so I, I am on the ticket as an independent. Uh-huh. So I have libertarian. I'm an independent running on libertarian views. I got you. So most of my platform is running against the two parties. Mm-hmm. So at the federal level, like they, the Democrats and the Republicans have just divided our nation, and everything's not black or white, Democrat and Republican. There's mm-hmm. everybody has mixed views, but they focus on these hot topic items that keep everybody divided. Yeah. So divided we fall. And that's the state of our nation right now. Yeah, you're right. Like these uh, uh, LGBTQRS plus or whatever, yeah. the those arguments where it's a very small percentage of the population, and I one think they in, use it. One and a half percent, I think. Yeah, they use it as an ammunition to right. divide us. Um, that amongst many other things. And, you know, in some bigger topics like abortion and stuff like that. It's a little, a little more at home, mm-hmm. which we can co- we can cover those, but I don't I don't want to throw you on the spot on, <laughs> That's all on, right. on all of that. Bring it on. Let's <laughs> so do it. so uh, I tell you what, let's talk about something we probably agree on: <laughs> gun rights. Gun rights, yes. So what do you think about the Second Amendment? I love it. Should be infringed upon. No. no. To what degree? Any degree. Any degree. Shall not be infringed. Okay, well let me play devil's advocate, okay? Because right, I, I don't I don't I'm gonna this is not my view, yeah. but I, I, I'm lawyer. sure I have a very similar view to you, right? On, on guns. But, uh, all right, so if your argument is uh, that it's for protection, the Second Amendment was for protection 
in case someone infringed on the First Amendment, the government, right. in case the government comes for you. Well, the government has nukes. Government does. So should we have nukes? I mean, some somebody named Jeff has a nuke. I saw that on, on a survey the other day. Somebody named Jeff? It, it's somebody somewhere has one nuke. But also the United States government, they're, type, they're preaching weapons control and gun mm -hmm. control. They have lost six nuclear weapons over the past 50 years. Yeah, that's not good. Not not at all. Yeah, but and that's good. You're deflecting. But I'm So not. going back to the question, <laughs> should, should I, a citizen, have a nuclear weapon? I mean, probably not, but I'm not going to say you don't have the right to. Okay. So you're, you're sort of skirting it. Uh, so I, I think it would be cost prohibitive for most people to own a nuclear weapon. Yes. But I, I also think the nuclear power is like a huge direction that our country needs to be going in because it's the one pure, pure, it's cleanest clean too, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I am sort of, I guess I split the baby on the gun rights. I do believe that the second amendment under and part of it based on, so look at the declaration of independence. The declaration of independence says the purpose of government is to protect our inalienable rights. Right. Well, and then inalienable means God-given rights. And so one of them is the right to bear arms. And to me, it's not a right to bear arms to go hunt. It's not a right to bear arms to, to do sports shooting. It's a right to bear arms to protect myself in case the government is stepping out against me and infringing upon my rights. Matter of fact, the Declaration of Independence says our fathers, founding fathers said that it's, it's our duty to stand up to yeah. a government that's infringing on those rights. The, the government is there to serve the people, period. Now, does that mean that I think that we should have nuclear weapons? Personally, no, I don't think so. I think there is, I, I don't think, I don't know that, if you think about the forefathers when they, dra when they drafted that, did they anticipate that we would develop a weapon as destructive as the nuclear uh, bomb? And I, I don't think so. But that doesn't mean that the intent wasn't for us to have weapons to protect ourselves. So do, do, does that mean that I think I shouldn't have an assault rifle? Well, first of all, most people, I, I just had this argument with another lawyer. I had another lawyer come up because of the shooting they had recently yeah. and just, just sat down by me in court. And she goes, do you think that people should have assault rifles? And I was like, well, it depends. Because most people, when they say assault rifle, are referring to uh, like an AR-15 mm -hmm. or some platform that's a rifle. It's not a fully automatic machine gun, right. you know. I mean, you infantry, you definitely know the difference. Yeah. So that's a big frustration of mine. I, should I, I have an AR-15. I literally went and shot it with my son Sunday, right? It's not a machine gun. It's a basically a twenty two is what it is. And, uh, yeah, so I think I should be able to have that. But it fully automatic? Sure. It's a waste of ammunition. Right. You know, you know. You use it for suppressive when, fire. When that's about it. I was in the it. Army, I didn't carry a fully automatic weapon. I had single fire and three-round bursts. Yeah. Like, that, that was it. Yeah. We had the squad assault weapons, but... Yeah, but see, people don't understand on the full auto that I, it, it, I was on SWAT. Yeah. So we had a lot of, it's probably similar infantry tactics that you had that we trained in. But, you know, we had full auto more because it was, we thought it was cool. Fun, yeah. It was cool to have full auto. We did rolling thunder drills and stuff yeah. a lot. But it's really suppressive fire. You can't hit anything while you're doing full auto. Um, you know, but, yeah, so that, that's kind of where I'm personally at on the, the Second Amendment thing. Yeah. So what about machine guns? Do you think they should have machine guns? I mean, it was up till when did the uh, the stamp tax stamp act come out? I want to say it was the '80s. I don't remember. I don't. I'd, know. I'd have to look it up, but it's fairly recently that machine gun, like full automatic machine guns, became illegal. So for the longest time, like you had the Thompson machine guns, it might have been in response to the mob back in the '40s. Well, I think uh, uh, I may be wrong, but a class three 
I think you can get like a class three license and I'm not sure that's full auto. Uh, maybe it's the high capacity magazines I'm thinking about. There's a way to get a, get higher capacity magazines, mm -hmm. high, you know, like bump stocks. Remember that was a big thing yeah. a couple yeah. years ago. May 19th, 1986, the firearm owner protection act banned the transfer and weapons of machine guns. And so you can't have them at all now? But you, I, you can with the, the class. If you get, yeah, the classes. you got to apply for yeah. it. I mean, honestly, I'm kind of cool with that, too. You know, like, I'm fine with I'm fine with some regulation. Yeah. You know, like, um, I don't know that, you know, I don't want a four-year-old to be walking around with a Thompson machine gun, you right. know? Like, there needs to be regulation. i tell you another thing that kind of pisses me off, and you'll probably agree with this. Uh, I'm not saying that 18-year-olds should drink, but if an 18-year-old can pick a gun up and go defend this country, they should be able to drink a beer if they want to. Yeah. And that's very frustrating to me. So it either needs to be moved to 21 to serve in the military, or they need to move the drinking age to 18. It's, it's ludicrous to me that they go risk, risk their life, but they can't drink a beer. Yeah. That frustrates me See, greatly. The problem with that is they'd lose a lot of the military's recruitment and retention because their, their target audience, unfortunately, is high schools. Oh, sure. So that, like, we can get into a whole discussion on the military and... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Unethics. You know, my son is in the Navy. Stuff. Yeah. And uh, he's uh, he's enlisted. And he was, uh, so he was he did the deferred entry program. Yeah. And he did that to get in the SEAL program. And so he knew that if he was uh, enlisted, he had three shots rolled and potentially mm -hmm. get three shots in it. Uh, versus as an officer, he would, uh, he only gets one. If he right. gets rolled, he's out. So, so he's in the Navy. And he's had a completely different shift in perspective now uh, being in the military. He says it's one of the most unorganized yeah. uh, organizations that he's ever seen. He's just shocked. The the military is one of the leading causes of turning to libertarians. I saw yeah. that the other day. Huh. So 50% of veterans are either independent or independent affiliated as mm -hmm. opposed to a, a Democrat or a Republican. Yeah. Well, what do, what do you think about, uh, and you may not know about this, but, you know, Tennessee has a uh, state guard. Mm -hmm. Have you seen that or heard that? I've, so <laughs> when I was at Mitsubishi, we had a old guy who worked our guard shack his name was jim mm -hmm. sweet guy vietnam vet awesome dude he was, he was constantly trying to recruit me to join the state, the guard. state guard like, <laughs> unsuccessfully I, yeah, unsuc I, I love what they do I, I i love it all about it i, I just couldn't dedicate my free time to mm -hmm. to that yeah they really seem to be more of like a uh, charitable organization yeah. like they show up at festivals we yeah, have they, a lot and they, do, they do, pass out water yeah like security it's, it's traffic yeah yeah Bunch of good guys. I, I love what they do. They they do a lot of uh, disaster response and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But I, I just couldn't. He wanted the weekend, a month of unpaid, coming to hang out and yeah. Bring your own gun. Bring your own ammo. Yeah. Hey, so we got a we got a couple of comments from Charles Wolf. I thought you guys might find interesting. He said he has to say this that he is a Deborah Moody supporter, but that Nick has some good points that he agrees with. And then uh, he said, also went on to say Jerry Mason for Covington Mayor. <laughs> yeah. And that's an option now. Nah, so I I will I was gonna do a video on that separate on the mayor thing because I've had I guess I should say if anybody's watching, I've had like forty people call, text, message me since Justin made his announcement last week. If you're mm -hmm. not aware that the mayor of Covington is uh, not gonna run again in November, and uh, people, I've, so I've actually been humbled, which is hard for me to say because I struggle with that uh, humility, Nick. Anyway, that people thought enough of me to think that I would be a good candidate for that. So I do have comments on that that I'll reserve for uh, uh, a separate video. I don't want to waste Nick's time. But sure. anyway, I appreciate that, Charles, and I appreciate everybody that's reached out and had interest in uh, thinking that I would make a, a good mayor. I could at least look the part. 
I know I could do that. <laughs> All right, so a couple other things, because I like, let me be honest with you too, Nick. So I like having people that will discuss controversial stuff with yeah. me. I rarely get anybody that's open enough to just talk about whatever. That's and um, so I, I, I don't bring up these topics to be, uh, you know, anything towards you. It's mm-hmm. just you seem open to discussion. So I'm curious of your opinion on things. So let's start with this. Let's do like abortion. Okay. What's your stance on that? So personally, I'm pro-life. Um, I was adopted when I was a month old. I left that out of my bio earlier. Um, I actually reconnected with my biological father a couple years ago oh, cool. through Ancestry DNA. Yeah. So I still haven't met bio mom, but got the story and it, it was it was interesting. But I was adopted into a very loving family, so adoption reform is definitely something we need as a, as a state and as a nation. Um, politically, though, I'm pro-choice, mm-hmm. so I don't think that abortion is an issue that the government needs to be making for people. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's a, a medical decision, and I do believe the, right, the life starts at conception, so all, all about it. But sometimes there's situations that you can't legislate. So you can't legislate morality. I, I wish the best that people will make the best decisions, but in, in my humble opinion, I can't make that decision between a woman, her husband, and her doctor. Mm-hmm. So it's not my place, and I don't think it's the place of the government. Well, I respect that opinion, actually. It's not exactly my opinion on it, um, but I think you articulated that stance well. Um, and I see I see how that ties into your libertarian views, though, because yeah. it's one of those where, look, you do you, I'm going to do me. I, don't, I may not agree with what you do, but I'm going to do it. I analyze abortion on a legal argument. Mm-hmm. A shocker, right? Right. So, so – I look at once a fetus is viable, mm-hmm. once it's alive, yeah. and it would live outside the womb, to me it uh, attains human rights. Mm-hmm. And so if it then has human rights, I can't state, sanction, or otherwise kill it. It's murder right. if it's viable outside the, uh, the womb. So regardless of the mother or anything else, so I don't know that that qualifies me as pro-life or pro-choice. It's pro-human rights. Right. Uh, and so that's my simple analysis is if that fetus is viable, then abortion is off the table because it now has human rights and it doesn't have a voice for itself, right. you know, but it's alive. Uh, so I don't know if that's popular amongst yeah. folks, but that's kind of how I look Tennessee, at it. Tennessee Right to Life sent me a survey for my candidacy the other day, and that's pretty much how I answered it. They mm-hmm. said, when do you think life begins? And it begins at conception with the cells and all that. But once once the fetus is viable, then that's when it like you said, as, as the human rights. Yeah. So if, if he can, how I wrote it was if it can live, if the baby can live on its own without machines or a host, then it's fair game. That's a human. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I haven't really, I, I don't really comment on whether life begins at conception, you know, because I try to take and it sounds like you're doing the same thing. I try to take religious views out of my analysis yeah. Because similarly, most libertarians are like, look, you may be Muslim, for example. I'm not. I may not agree with things that you believe, but I support your right to believe that. So I try to take, and I also know that um, if you're of a different faith, my religious arguments are moot to you. So to me, it's a a legal uh, position. I'm looking at it more scientific. So when we find, say, life on Mars, it's bacteria. It's Mm -hmm. tiny microscopic organisms. Yeah. And we're calling that life. Mm -hmm. So... Same same thing for us. That's but true. Whether you should be allowed to terminate that life, that that comes to the if it's viable or not. Yeah, 
Yeah, I get it. I was wondering how far back I get conception, but you know, what if they start going before that even? <laughs> that's going to create problems for a lot of us. There'll be a lot of criminal charges. Yeah. Going <laughs> so shouldn't laugh at it. Gonna, all people are going to remember is that I laughed about that part. Yeah, <laughs> you're going to clip just that piece out and then get rid of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were, I think we were on the same mindset though. Now. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Cool. All right. Well, I tell you what. I, I'll ask you. I'll, I'll ask you one more, and then you can talk about whatever you want to talk about. Just because uh, I think it's all interesting to get people's political views on stuff. Yeah. So, what do you think about the trans oh thing? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Look, I know if I'm getting tired of it, the people watching are probably getting tired. Of it. <laughs> like, everybody watching has got to know my view on it because I talk yeah. about it all the time. That's all you yeah. talk about. All yeah. The time. Um. <laughs> So what are we talking? Sports? Or are we talking? About uh, you, I usually talk about sports. It's, it's usually the sports thing. I mean, that's the one that I've had the big. Here, here's why I bring it up, man. This is my issue, Nick. I try to be super open-minded. Mm-hmm. Like I really do. Uh, I like to think that I'm open-minded at least, and I like to think that uh, I'm open that I'm wrong on a lot of things. Like I'm very open, and, and part of why and Josh gets so pissed about me bringing up the the gay rights or trans thing is because 20 years ago my view was different. Mm-hmm. So 20 years ago, if you'd asked me, I would have been anti-gay marriage, anti-any of this would have been ludicrous to consider it. But I have evolved in my thinking. So the the reason that I constantly bring these things up is because right now, this moment, I struggle with the idea of a biological man competing against biological women. Mm -hmm. He's competing as a, 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 a woman, right? But I'm open to the fact that maybe in 20 years my view will be different, you know? So I'm, I'm... I just really am struggling with, with that issue. So I'll, I'll say this. 20 years ago, I'm, I'm the same. I didn't know a single gay person. Mm-hmm. I didn't know a single transgender person. Like, it, it wasn't really a thing back in the early 2000s, and plus I was in middle school. Yeah. yeah. So, like, it, it wasn't a concern of mine. But, like, in the – I don't want to say that. So <laughs> since in the past couple years, I, I've had the honor of meeting a couple transgender people, having uh-huh. conversations with them. Um, I think what they're just looking for is respect. Mm-hmm. So if, if you treat them like a human being, like they are, like it, it shouldn't be a hard thing to do. And especially, so that's what blows my mind with the, like in the South, we're the Baptist community, we're the Christian community. We have some of the most ungodly actions coming from so-called Christians with just failing to accept people. Yeah. So you you can say, hey, you're sinning, but we're all sinners. Like we all fall short of the glory of God. Not to get religious. No, it's true. But I've I've met some Christians that are the most judgment judgmental people that I've ever met. Yeah. So I I agree with that. I say I say this though. Like I guess one of the struggles I'm having is to me there it's such a slippery slope because I think there are some absolute truths. Mm-hmm. Like for example. If there's a cat right here on this table, it's a cat, right? You may say, no, 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 that's disrespectful. That's a dog. You can't call that. And I'm like, it's a cat. Right. You know, it's literally like 1984. You know, if you've read George Orwell, it's George Orwell, I think, yeah. 1984. That book, it's got some examples like that where there's not an absolute truth now. And it's like, well, the government is saying, I got to call it this. And I'm like, no, it's, it's a cat. Right. So, like, if you're a dude, like, you're a dude. You know, you look like a dude, not, not as an offense, right? Yeah. But if I saw you on the street, even wearing a dress, I'd be like, that's a dude. 
And then I'm my speech is supposed to be control. And, and by the way, if you wanted to wear a dress and say you're a chick, man, I'm cool with whatever. You know, I'm I really am libertarian. Right. I don't I, I think it's a little odd, but it's fine if you want to do that, right? But then if you're gonna tell me I gotta call you a woman, struggle with it because you're not. You know, right. you're it's a cat. You know what I mean? It's the same type thing. So, uh, my point in saying this is this: I saw recently. This was literally yesterday. I think it was in the news. They had a, there was a gay club in, uh, I don't remember where it was at. Josh may be able to find it. There was a gay club that had like a kids program thing at it. And they're talking about the drag. Yeah, it's like a drag show yeah. they had there. And they were doing this drag show. Do yeah. These drag dude, women, whatever, were coming out doing their, these sexy dances at a gay club. And there's these little kids. They're like seven, eight, nine year old kids seeing this. Yeah. And then even in the back of it, it had a, uh, it was like, it's not going to suck itself sign is yeah. what it said real big. You shouldn't big. be sexualizing our children. No. And it, does, and it, it doesn't matter if it were uh, like heterosexual strippers or, or yeah. you know, we trans just, trans strippers. any strippers in but front my, of children. But my yeah. point in bringing that up is, to me, it, we've created a slippery slope. Because if I say that's bad, I'm a bigot all of a sudden. You know what I mean? Like I can't, I, I, I just... I don't. I don't understand why it's. Was it's, it this one? This Dallas drag queen event. I, I don't know. I saw a picture of it. You scroll down a little bit. Uh, oh, okay. oh, the, no, the background of it was very clear. It literally had quote, "It's not going to suck itself in a big sign on the background." That might have been it, but I don't. I don't know. That's it. I think that's the bottom. That's I think that's yeah, it. Yeah, it yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Look at the back. You see that sign. <laughs> I saw some of a video of it. Look, these are little kids. Yeah. <laughs> this kills me, man. I mean, again, it goes to, I guess, if you want to raise your kid uh, that way, I guess maybe I need to shut up. I don't know. I'm not going to raise my kid like that. No. <laughs> I mean, my kids watched action movies, and people would probably be pissed about that. Like, they grew up on Terminator, Rambo, and all right. that kind of stuff. But uh, so there's a lot of violence, but... Like, I, I didn't let them see. We didn't, I mean, they'd hear cussing in the movies, but I didn't let them cuss. We didn't let them... Uh, see nudity and stuff yeah. like that i just think that you got to wait a little bit on some of that but. but back back to the the point that i think you're trying to get at. like to yeah. me it's a matter of personal respect so if i'm talking to somebody and they tell me that hey i'd prefer you to use this pronoun then i will probably try to use that pronoun just because it's it's a matter of personal respect i'm not gonna say no screw you like i'm gonna keep calling you something that you're not but, well but see that's where we may differ a little I would. I'm not opposed to if you choose. Like I support if you want to call them whatever. Right. But my problem is they're not. Right. You know that's the struggle I have. Is it's an absolute truth to me that if you're biologically a dude, you're biologically a male or biologically female. Now in your brain, I get that you may uh, be a woman or identify as a woman or whatever. But that's you. And for you to control my speech, to me, that's wrong. I mean, it's like. So they tell you their name, right? Mm-hmm. If you called them a different name just because you had a different... Like, well, you look like a Rebecca, so I'm going to call you a Rebecca. If that's not their name, then it's the same general thing. Like, you have your truth in your head. They have their truth in their head of what their name is. Well, so sort of. can the, be seen that but way. But they're born yeah. and their name is given then. My, pu- my pushback is they're born a man or a woman. Yeah, I was going to say the counter argument yeah. would be that you can't look into like somebody's DNA or, you know, 
and determine what their name is, but you can look at their bone structure and determine whether or not they're a man or a woman. You know, that's kind of the, yeah. like the argument. Well, I, again, I, I, I'm going to sound like the bigot here, yeah. and Nick's going to be the most progressive, <laughs> which is odd usually here. Usually I'm the progressive one. Yeah, I mean, the biggest struggle I have is not even the pronoun debate. It's really the competition in sports. Right. You know, I just I, I really I, struggle with I, that. I'm on board with that. Like, yeah. I, it, if you have a, a clear advantage over somebody based on your genetic structure – either the whole category needs to be unisex or you should not compete in that sport yeah yeah i think the workaround is male female other yeah you have another division and then if women biological women want to compete in it great i've seen some women that can totally beat up on some dudes oh no no look don't misunderstand me i'm not saying that women can't be competitive but you know as an example they use that uh i think his name her name was hubbard or something in uh the Olympics, wasn't it? The was it the Olympic lifter. weightlifting? The yeah. Australian yeah. Lauren Hubbard, I think was her name. I think that's right. Anyway, she didn't win, right? And so the argument was, well, if men are so competitive, but she didn't win. Well, she was mediocre. Yeah. Okay, she was a mediocre dude competing against the best women right. and still was smashing stuff, you know? Uh, but that's my point is it's just – and then they had the one more recently, the swimmer, they had the guy that just destroyed yeah. – the women's uh, collegiate record, mm-hmm. the NCAA record, like smashed it. And uh, I mean, I, I just felt I, what I felt bad for was the the da- the women because yeah. I have a daughter, and I always talk about how if my daughter was competing and had trained her whole life for that moment, and then some guy comes in and is like, "I'm a woman," and then whips her, right. like I f- struggle with that. Yeah. So I don't know, man. It's rough. All right. Well, I'll get off all the controversial <laughs> stuff. Um, so tell them again how they can get a hold of you. Uh, like, is there is there, you have a website? I yeah, guess. Yeah, I'm, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, website. So the website is nicksawall.com. Just mm-hmm. my name, quick and easy. And are you open if people comment and ask questions? You'll yeah. talk to them if they have any specifics so about your stuff. If you comment on anything on Facebook, I'll, I'll likely respond. I'm, I'm looking to do a live session just like this over the next couple of weeks sometime, where I just take questions from from anybody interested. Cool. That's cool. So anything else that you want folks to know about your platform or why they should vote? I guess sum it up like this. Why should they vote for you? Um, if you are very, very happy with the direction our country's heading and you like everything that's going on at the state level or federal level, keep voting for incumbents. If, if you are not happy with the direction of our country and you think that we can do better, let's vote some new blood in. I hate to say it like this, but what's the worst that can happen? <laughs> <laughs> it's a good point. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people thought Trump was just, and then some people loved him. Man, I, and I, same I thing with Biden, that Biden was the end of it. and then I loved him loved back him. in 2016. I, I loved the platform, the drain, the swamp. Like, it needs to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was, well, you know, and I think he tried. I think the problem yeah. that he found is a problem a lot of people find, and if you get elected, you may find this. You know, part of the reason our government has sustained for so long and that we've had such a powerful economy, this is my opinion, is because of the stability of our government. Mm-hmm. Because it is very difficult for major change. Yeah. It's going to be, ch- it's hard to get any of this kind of like changing campaign financing laws, changing uh, uh, term limits, all those things are difficult to get passed. Yeah. But it built, so it's hard and frustrating, but it builds stability. You know, there's not going to be huge major shifts like in some other countries, uh, especially some with some different. Um, uh, government forms. Um, so anyway, I think that's something that people, uh, you know, have to have to weigh and consider. You know, but I think it all circles back for us as American citizens. We got to vote. 
You know, and if you don't mm-hmm. like something, then you need to vote. Right. And if you don't know, you know, people probably don't even know who their state rep is or senator is, you know, local. And honestly, I learned through COVID, this is something I learned. In COVID is your local politicians largely more important, important than your Absolutely. federal representatives yeah. because they're the ones that decided whether we would have mask mandates mm-hmm. or closures or all this stuff from the governor, governor down to the mayor. So uh, very important to have to know about your local politicians, know the candidates, and know the options. So I'm, I'm planning on phone banking here soon. I put together my survey that my volunteers are going to read off as they call people. Yeah. And the first question is, do you know who your state representative is? Yeah. Because I'm I'm banking on a lot of people don't. Like, as I'm out talking to people, they have no idea who, who their representatives are. Well, then a lot of them will just bi- blindly vote for right. the R or the D. And that, you know? that's why I'm, I'm campaigning and doing podcasts and trying to call every single person in Tipton County because mm-hmm. – as an independent, I don't have that uh, heads up of how I stand mm-hmm. as a as a letter next to my my name. Yeah. So I'm I'm planning on talking to everybody, going out and knocking doors and calling everybody, just to say, hey, this is where I stand. Like I'm I'm a normal blue collar American. Yeah. I'm just trying to do better for our country. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that and I respect it. Yeah. And I appreciate you taking the time to come talk to us too. And it's like I said, I offer that same. Um, the door is open for his opponent or any other opponents if you're running for political election just be prepared that i'm going to ask you questions that are uh, maybe hot seat questions sometimes because it's cool yeah. <laughs> so, got me sweating a little bit yeah that's good well thanks for coming on nick i yeah. appreciate you taking the time I appreciate you. and i appreciate you guys watching today don't forget to like follow subscribe to all of our platforms we're on all social media platforms we're on youtube you can follow us on youtube and we're also on all podcast platforms streaming uh, the Covington Comic Con is coming up August 20th and 21st. It'll be at the Civic Center here in Covington. If you're interested in being a sponsor or a vendor, feel free to reach out to us about that event. Michelle Allen is your go-to cry like realtor. If you're trying to buy, sell, rent real estate, she'd be glad to help you out. She's located here in Covington but works throughout West Tennessee. Mason's Higher Team Martial Arts is located in Covington. Been here since 93. Be glad to get you some good kicking and punching and stress relief if you want to come uh, train with us there. The Cellar is a restaurant prohibition bar located here in Covington off the square. It opens at 4 p.m. every day. We do have a brunch from 9 a.m. to 1.30 uh, p.m. on, or 9.30, I'm sorry, 9.30 to 1 p.m. on Saturdays. That so brunch is delicious, that. by the way. That, you know, I actually haven't had the brunch myself yet, it's but good. I know it's good. I'd taken eggs two weeks ago. <laughs> and we appreciate you, your support. Nick's there a lot. You get to see Nick if you come to The Cellar. And then Masonite Digital Marketing, if you need help with your branding, marketing, internet presence, Josh would be glad to help you out. So anyway, thank you guys for watching. Who have I got next week, Josh? Uh, Next week we had a schedule change. Mr. Greg Phillips uh, had to reschedule to July, so we're going to have Miss Heather McLemore to talk about the Puffs show at the Ruffin. Oh, cool. Yeah, the the Ruffin Theater. Puffs is a spinoff of Harry Harry Potter. Harry Potter, yeah. And is it opening next weekend or this weekend? I think it's opening this weekend. This weekend? Yeah, but they're going to run it both this weekend and next weekend. Yeah, so if you guys get a chance, obviously I'm always supportive of the Ruffin. I'm on the board of directors there, but uh, this is supposed to be a pretty funny play that's a a kind of a campy take on the Harry Potter series. It's called Puffs, Uh, and it opens this weekend and I think plays next weekend. So anyway, if you guys get a chance, go check them out. And then there's also just a couple other things in the community. Downtown uh, Covington Music Series is again this Saturday – four to seven on the courthouse lawn here and then seven to ten at liberty vintage marketplace it's two different bands so you can come and uh, bring your chair and watch them they're free doesn't cost anything there are uh, some of the restaurants are open including the cellar and then um, uh, down at liberty vintage marketplace they had a, a food truck so uh, you guys can check that out and i think that's it for this weekend so anyway, we'll see you guys. Hopefully, uh, hope you have a good week. Next Tuesday, we'll be live for another Law Talk. So thanks for watching and keep kicking.
Thanks for watching, guys. Just remember that this is not legal advice or investment advice or business advice. This is for fun and entertainment purposes only.